Welcome to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast with your host, Jim Robinson. Hello, and welcome back to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Robinson. Today, we're going to be talking about sudden death syndrome in soybeans with the disease cycle, management considerations, as well as different risk factors that may be important to sudden death syndrome. Today, we have joining with us Lance Getch. Lance, could you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Lance Getch. I am the product evaluation lead for Rob Seco, and I cover all of Iowa and Illinois. Excellent. Now, Lance, where do you live? I live in eastern Iowa, north of Davenport, in a small town called Kelm. Yeah, so you're in an area that has an awful lot of sudden death syndrome in soybeans. Can you tell us a little bit about the disease and where you find it? Yeah, so uh, sudden death is a soil-borne uh, fungal organism, uh, and it's found in most of the states where soybeans are grown, or most of the Midwest. And uh, it can cause pretty severe, and uh, up to 50% in, in most cases. Yeah, so yield losses uh, up to and sometimes exceeding 50% for those most susceptible fields and varieties. That's a pretty substantial yield loss. Uh, what is it? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the disease cycle of sudden death syndrome? What, what, you know, where does it start and how does it infect and, and what does it do over the winter? Yeah, so the inoculum will survive in soybean and um, it will eventually infect the seedling just between germination or just after crop emergence. And then after the seedling is infected, um, it will eventually create a toxin that is translocated up through the stem and up to the canopy, um, eventually causing premature um, leaf loss, uh, which will greatly affect yield. Yeah, so, so basically if it survives in the soil on the crop residue for both soybeans and corn, uh, infecting the, the seedling then, uh, are there any risk factors that increase the chances of the seedlings getting infected? Yeah, so planting in cool or wet soils or compacted soils um, usually can lead to uh, a more susceptible situation. Um, also, if that field is known to have soybean set nematodes, you're at risk for uh, increased presence of sudden death. Now, how would soybean cyst nematodes uh, increase the risk of developing sudden death syndrome? Yeah, so soybean cyst nematodes are uh, basically very tiny worms, and they um, and they will chew on and, and insert themselves inside of a soybean root. And uh, because of this damage, you're causing an opening uh, that allows sudden death to get in and infect the soybean plant. So with that, if sudden death syndrome is infecting the roots of the plant, what are the different symptoms, the ways to identify, uh, and how does uh, sudden death syndrome cause yield loss within soybeans? So identification usually happens uh, mid-season, usually around flowering. Um, at that time, you'll start to see some yellow spots in a mosaic pattern in the upper canopy of the soybean. Um, but after you see some of this, you'll eventually see some intervenal chlorosis and necrosis and, and leaf drop, premature leaf drop. Uh, but to determine whether or not it's actually sudden death syndrome and not another disease like brown stem rot or stem canker, uh, we'd recommend that you split the stem in half and look for the pith in the middle. Uh, the pith will be white, but just outside that pith, you'll find the cortical cells. And if those cortical cells are a grayish, brownish color, you're likely looking at sudden death. And then one additional step you could do is to dig a little deeper and look at the taproot. If you find that the tap roots have a blue coloration around the outer surface, um, those are the fungal colonies of sudden death. So that will, all those ways will help you identify sudden death. Yeah. Now you said that that 
the foliar symptoms, so the uh, intervenal chlorosis in the, uh, the infected beans, uh, can be an indicator of sudden death syndrome, but can also be an indicator of other diseases. So splitting the stem is, is required to actually fully confirm that you have sudden death syndrome. What are some of the other diseases that may cause similar foliar symptoms? Yeah, so the, the other diseases would be brown stem rot or stem canker. Um, and then the reason why uh, sudden death uh, can cause such a, a large yield loss is the fact that you're, you're infecting the roots, so you're reducing the amount of nutrients and water uptake. Um, and then also because the leaves are infected, you're having uh, lower photosynthesis. Um, and then because of that lower amount of photosynthesis, you're causing flower abortion or you're going to be developing pods that are going to have smaller soybeans. Um, and this, this, yield, this results in the yield losses of 50% or more. Now, this all sounds, you know, pretty serious in that, that there's not necessarily anything you can do uh, once you're identifying the symptoms in the field. But what are the, some of the things that uh, a farmer can do to manage their risks with uh, sudden death syndrome? Yeah, so like you said, um, sudden death cannot be eradicated from the field, but it can be managed with a combination of, of various practices. So the two practices I would recommend to start with would to be uh, to look at planting dates. So if you have a field that has a history of, of sudden death, I would recommend uh, pushing the planting date back a little further and then combine um, the next management practice, which would be variety selection. What's a variety that has a tolerance to sudden death? So uh, those two combinations would be my first choice. The planting date being pushed back uh, allows for warmer soils and hopefully drier soils. Now, with the drier soils component being such a significant factor in the development and infection of sudden death syndrome, uh, if we're looking at a field with poor drainage or versus a well-drained field, obviously you, you may still want to plant your soybeans early, and so you may actually go in and plant the well-drained field first, waiting a couple days or at least until there's a good outlook with the poorly drained field. Uh, now, yeah. with field yeah. selection... There's also a component, as you mentioned earlier, where the presence and uh, uh, quantity of cyst nematode can impact the amount of sudden death seen in the field. Uh, how might that factor into field selection for uh, managing sudden death syndrome? Yeah, so I would definitely, uh, any fields that have soybean cyst nematode, I would definitely uh, consider uh, adding uh, nematicide to your soybean seed treatment. Um, other seed treatments I would recommend would be Saltro or Olivo. Those have worked really well to help control sudden death. And then I would also include an insecticide. Um, if you are able to prevent any damage to the plant, you're reducing the risk of sudden death entering the plant. Um, and then the other last two things I'd recommend, uh, we're talking about water management. Um, if you do have some wet fields uh, and a sudden death is an issue there, I would recommend... Uh, considering adding, adding additional tile in those sections of the field to, to move that water away, which will help uh, reduce the, the risk for SDS infection. Um, and if it's a, a smaller problem, you could consider some tillage practices. Um, tilling will help open up the, up, up the field and dry it out um, and, and warm it up a little bit a lot quicker. Yeah, so, so basically all of these things collectively, what happens between the seed treatment, uh, field selection, tillage practices, drainage practices, effectively what that's doing is promoting uh, conditions wherein the plant may be able to grow more quickly, uh, have better sustained growth, and thus making the seedling a less favorable host for fusarium. So if, if you can find anything that you can do that may enhance or improve 
the growing conditions for the plant, you actually reduce the chances of infection or at least the severity of the infection. Now, as you mentioned before, variety selection plays a really big role in the management of sudden death syndrome. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the range and susceptibility of different varieties for sudden death syndrome? So we rate our soybeans in our in our soybean product guide uh, based on a one to nine scale. Um, nine being very tolerant to sudden death syndrome, and anything that's five or below is something that would be more susceptible. So uh, I would definitely consider uh, a product that has six or above moving closer towards the nine if you have uh, severe sudden death in, in that field. So Lance, is there any effect of rotation on uh, the chances of, of getting sudden death syndrome in a field? Yes, there's been quite a bit of research done on this. And um, actually, sudden death, uh, the inoculum can survive on uh, a rotation of corn and soybeans. It can, it can survive on corn residue and soybean residue. So if you want to effectively reduce the inoculum in the field, you're going to have to do multiple years of corn or uh, the best way would be to go towards a cereal grain or have um, alfalfa as a long-term um, crop in there for a few years to, to reduce that inoculum in a field. Absolutely. And so that rotational aspect may actually play into why we see sudden death syndrome being so prevalent in the states that we see it in. Not only is sudden death syndrome prevalent in the states that, that you typically see a lot of soybeans in, but it's traditionally heavier in those states that have uh, a higher predominance of just a corn and soybean rotation. So states such as Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, uh, Minnesota are all states that tend to have the worst uh, sudden death syndrome uh, predominance, whereas other uh, states such as Nebraska, uh, Wisconsin, the Dakotas, while they may have sudden death syndrome, tends not to be as severe or as pre uh, prevalent as you might find in those I states. Excellent. Well, Lance, so far what we talked about today is, is sudden death syndrome as being a soil-borne fungal organism that's found in most states where soybeans are grown. Uh, the disease cycle where it starts on crop residue and in the soil, infecting seedlings as they're emerging from the soil or shortly thereafter, and then infecting the root system that then can cause foliar symptoms that uh, results in an overall yield loss that can be in excess of 50% in the worst cases. You told us that the uh, best ways to manage sudden death syndrome would be through planting date and field selection, where a later pr planting date typically ends with warmer soil temperatures, maybe a little bit drier soil conditions, as well as fields that haven't had a history of sudden death syndrome being those fields you may want to plant earlier into. Soybean cyst nematode may also play a role in the infection of sudden death syndrome in the beans. And so by adding a nematicide on a seed treatment, you may actually be able to reduce your risks for sudden death syndrome. As well as variety selection, we have a wide range of, of uh, tolerances to sudden death syndrome, uh, ranging from very at risk to quite tolerant. So selecting varieties that have a higher tolerance to sudden death syndrome will typically reduce the prevalence of the disease. And finally, there are several seed treatments that work really well to uh, reduce the amount of sudden death syndrome that, that infects the plant. The best two of these would be Elevo and Saltro, uh, especially in combination with nematicides, other fungicides, and insecticides. And so, Lance, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Jim. With that, be sure to tune in to the Rob Seco Field Ready to podcast on the 1st and 15th of every month. And until then, stay field ready. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Rob Seco Field Ready podcast. Join us next time to be field ready. A Parkville Media Production.